0: in a world where all right seems wrong and wrong seems right where am i why does today feel like it's the past is it my past life memories where am i oh i know i know right where i just started from but haven't i done this before Deja Vu. And I'm the American Prince Charles the Fed. I want to welcome you to Deja Vu. And today is a day that I will address so many emails over 280 something emails that I received over uh, the course of this war with Putin and Ukraine. And uh, the basis of the emails are basically this. Hey, the America Prince Charles, what is your opinion on what's happening with Ukraine? We haven't heard you speak on it. And we know that you're supposed to be over a kingdom called My Castle Life. And deja vu is a part of the kingdom of My Castle Life. What, what is your opinion on everything that's going on? And to be honest with you, it's a fair a fair question but i have been trying my best to kind of stay away from the political ports of all this and the war and a lot of things that's really been going, been going on and 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 to be honest with you, I will go ahead and address it, but uh, another personal reason I really didn't want to talk about it, because sometimes it brings up anxiety in my life. Um, you know, for those of you who just don't remember, but I will tell you, I retired out of the Navy for 20 years, of 20 years service in the United States Navy, and uh, I have seen and been involved in wars and a part of certain things, and and it's never a good time to rehash the past that way you know so a lot of times if you ask a lot of veterans we'll say oh well yeah a lot of us just don't think about it we don't talk about it because of that anxiety that that worry that 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 fear and that tension sometimes um it resurfaces and you know some psychiatrists will say oh, it's a great thing for you to talk about it and some say well just don't you know if your knee hurts stay off your knee <laughs> you know right so you know so i will tell you straight up um i did not really want to address that sort of thing because of the personal feelings it would bring up in my life but it's okay today i think i owe it to uh, my castle life fans you know deja vu darlings do die Uh, my castle life podcast itself. All these are podcasts I have that fall underneath, underneath, uh, uh, my castle life, uh, uh, the Veterans Depot podcast. All these podcasts fall underneath, uh, my castle life. And I appreciate each and every one of you reaching out to me. Oh, by the way, if you need to reach out to me, the email address is now at gmail.com. That's my life now at gmail.com. You are more than welcome to reach out to me and I respond to all my emails personally. So if you ever want to reach out to American Prince Charles, there you are. You can do it right there and I will respond personally to you. No staff involved with that. I tell you that. <laughs> so um, I will tell you straight up. You have to go back uh, a while when you're going to talk about uh, Ukraine and Putin and the history you know so a lot of this want to get from uh, vox.com it's a great site for getting information and uh, just if you just kind of have your ears and eyes open you could definitely hear and see the news itself fox cnn hln msnbc abc cbs a lot of people a lot of people are actually talking about this war because this really had this war really has been in our face unfortunately and there's never a good thing uh to have always have felt perhaps we can talk out our differences why do we have to go to fight i understand sometimes you know fighting is a last resort sometimes and and it take it takes brute force sometimes to get a certain side to see certain things you know so i am aware of that but um doesn't make it any easier to accept as well so what is the ukrainian crisis well we sort of have to go back and history a little bit you know let's let's take it back just a little bit let's first talk about ukraine all right ukraine is a texas sized country it is wedged between russia and europe so if you can imagine a, a little small sized country about the size of Texas, kind of between two big countries, somewhat <laughs> Russia and Europe. And that's that's what we're talking about when we when we talk about Ukraine. And it was part of the Soviet Union until 1991. And since then, it has been less than a perfect democracy, you know, with a, a very weak economy. It didn't have a very strong foreign policy and it kind of wavered between the Russian and the European um, sector there. So, you know, and, and if if you really want to go back to this, to answer the question, is this deja vu? Oh my God, is this deja vu all over again? Deja vu? Deja deja, deja deja vu? I definitely say it's a deja vu thing, you know, because it all began as an internal Ukrainian crisis in November 2013 when President Victor Unanovic I never can say his name right Unanovic Unankovic Unankovic rejected a deal for greater integration with the European Union uh, it was a big deal it, it, he did not want to be a part of Europe at all the Unanovic uh, <laughs> president at that time in 2013 he wanted to kind of have more keep keeping of the russian part of democracy or our way of rule of law if you will uh, he wanted ukraine to stay a part of that so he didn't really want to go more towards the western side of the way of thinking of things so it was a big deal sparking it sparked mass protest it sparked violence and at that time russia bat Yanukovych. uh in the crisis while the U S and Europe supported the protesters. So you can kind of start seeing that line being drawn right there. That particular president at that time, uh, he had the, a certain half of the country on his side, wanted to kind of stay uh, with Russia with their sort of ideology. And then you had the other side of Ukraine that wanted to kind of go toward Europe and America's uh, side of, 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 ideology and there it started right back then in November 2013 and at that point since then there have been several big things that happened in February the anti-government protests toppled the government and they ran Yanukovych out of that country right they got him out and Russia trying to salvage its lost influence in Ukraine what they decided to do was invade and annex Crimea that next month so that was that would be april because all this started in in um in february um and then march happened and then april came and that's when uh russia wanted to get in there and invade crimea all right so the pro-russia separatist rebels they began seizing territory in eastern ukraine right and the rebels were shot down um actually, the rebels, they accidentally, they let us believe it was an accident where they shot down the Malaysian Airlines Flight 17, if you remember that, on July 17. And it killed, uh, I think it was 298 people it killed during that time. And they believe it was an accident. But nevertheless, the plane was shot out of the sky. And so fighting between the rebels and the Ukrainian military intensified. The rebels started losing. And in August, the Russian army overtook and invaded Eastern Ukraine and that really started all of this and it so it goes back to 2013 and at that point that was the lowest I guess you could say it was the lowest relationship between Russia and the West since the Cold War. So sanctions right now, as we know, are currently pushing the Russian economy to the brink of recession. You know, and in, in this current war, 2,500 or plus Ukrainians have been killed in this war. So have we seen this before? Oh, my God. Is this deja vu all over again? Deja vu. Deja vu, Deja vu. Deja vu. I think we have in 2013 with the annexation of Crimea. And now we have um, basically the Russians are trying to come in and take the remaining parts of Ukraine and annex it to be a part of Russia to cut off that Western uh, Europe and United States ideology. And I hope this is helpful for you because a lot of times we'll see these things on television and uh, or hear it on podcasts and things like that. And we're not quite sure what's really happening. How did it really start? When did it when did, when did it start? What is it all about? And honest to God, there you are. And you know, wow, it's it's never good. And if you've been watching the news, um, it's just been death everywhere, death and destruction, and that is what i recall you know when i think of wars and things that i saw uh it's death and war it's death and destruction and i really want you guys to understand there is a lot of tension there is a lot of anxiety and there are a lot of worries out there right now and i i tend to be concerned about the children you know, I, I, I tend to be concerned about the the parents who've lost their children, and um, it is not good. This is not good. Um, so I think about the movie Jack Ryan. That was a very good movie, um, TV um, show, right? Jack Ryan and how monsters are, are created. And if you watch that show, it's the very first season, and I tell you, it's, is is hitting home with what's happening right now because it seems to me there are a lot of monsters being created you know people are killing people children uh, these uh children's parents and leaving these kids walking across a border alone without parents parents that have died or had to abandon them and some sometimes you know these these deep impact scars never heal and it just creates A revengeful person and we we know we shouldn't take revenge is what we've taught and it's what i believe you know but sometimes i think we can understand uh that doesn't mean it makes it right but we can understand when people are um they lose it all they lose everything especially as a young child and then they want to come out and seek revenge it's a very 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 tough sad situation and the truth of the matter ukraine has a very long history of being subjugated by outside powers and a very short history of national independence you know the country some people call it ukraine and some people call it the ukraine and many historians think that mean like the borderland In that language of ancient Slavs, it means the homeland. So a theory that Ukrainians nationalists understandably prefer it to is, you know, the homeland. In other words, it may have been called the because it was considered more of a geographical region than an independent country. And a lot of people will define that it's between... Two different places there. It's between uh, wanting to go to the left to be more de- democratic, and then it wants to stay on the right to be more uh, socialist, or if you will, just kind of keep in in keeping with Russia's ideology. So I hope that sort of helped you guys understand a little bit of it, and. You know, a lot of people say, well, what is Crimea? What is that? Well, Crimea is considered by most of the world to be a region of Ukraine that's under hostile Russia occupation. Russia considers it a rightful and historical region of Russia that it helped to liberate it in March during that time so Crimea is not a disease it's not a it's not a cold it's not anything like that but what it is it is a region of Ukraine and and that is is occupied by Russia um, right now so that is you know well you may say well where is it but geographically it is a peninsula in the Black Sea with a location so strategically important that has been fought over for centuries. It has been fought over for centuries. And, you know, in 2014, it got its independence uh, up through that time. And it was a Ukrainian region that has special, you know, autonomy and large Russian military bases kind of like of how the u.s has bases in japan and germany right it was crucially that crimea spent a very long time before 1991 as part of the soviet union and the russian empire and most of its citizens are russians themselves so crimea is a very important region and strategic region uh between uh you know russia and europe so that's what we have to understand. It goes back deep. Now, is this conflict? Is this war? What does it have to do with it? Well, we can still continue to go back a little bit. During that time, Russia sent a lot of their troops over there to occupy Crimea. And they start, you know, putting their troops in buildings and government agencies and buildings. And over time, they took it. They took it basically just to make it, you know, simple without going through all the historical data. There, They just basically, you know how you have an in-law or someone to come in and visit. And they don't want to leave. <laughs> you know, they kind of uh, occupied the place and they didn't leave and, it, and eventually took it over. So it was really, really bad. So brings us to now. Why is Russia invading eastern Ukraine right now? Well, v- President Vladimir Putin insists that Russia is not invading Ukraine, right? But as we saw, the Russian tanks, the soldiers and self-propelled artillery had already been crossing the border since mid-August, right? And so to me and to everyone else, the government, our governments, it was a hostile invasion on uh, in the making that we can see so there are ways to think about Putin in doing this. Is it a, is it rational? Hmm. I think it was more strategic. I think it was something he was trying to do, but a lot of people have to understand here. We have technology today to see what we used to not be able to see. You know, we have satellites everywhere and we're able to watch and and capture images on the ground from space. And so, what would have worked years ago just doesn't work today thanks to the advancement in technology so i think you know what is it he wants from ukraine what is it that putin wants from Ukraine? well i don't think any of us really really know i do understand that the ukrainians have put up a fight against the russian army that no one really saw coming but it didn't surprise me because americans we've been training the ukrainians quite well and uh we are good our military is is the best on this planet and i was i'm very blessed to say i was 20 years in the navy united states navy and we are you know we're the most powerful navy in the world and i'm very honored and proud to say that so i am very happy to say that the training that our military gave the Ukrainians, along with other countries, um, it, it really showed they were paying attention, you know, and and although there are, you know, wow, casualties, you know, 2,500 plus soldiers have died, but the, their, their training prevented much more casualties in such a way. You know, so I think, you know, so a lot of people are asking the difficult question, should Crimea Crimea be a part of Russia or Ukraine? Well, the way Russia sees Crimea by force, the answer will be yes for them, it should be part of Russia. There's no doubt about it. But the more abstract question of whether Crimea is deep down Russia or Ukraine is much more less clear. There are three ways to think about the question as they contradict themselves. Legally, is Crimea part of Russia or Ukraine? It's probably legally part of ukraine okay and so historically is crimea part of russia or ukraine well historically it's been probably part of russia so do crimeas want to be part of russia or ukraine well that's not clear that's the that, that's the most uh that's the million dollar question right some of crimeans they wanted to hold on to the pro-Moscow rallies and calling to rejoin Russia. And then you got, you know, a lot of part of Crimeans wanted to be part of the UN and part of the Western ideology from Russia, I mean, from uh, Europe and America. So, and they wanted to depart Russia. So it's, it's just a mess, right? So I have to say, we have to understand where I come in at as the American Prince, what do I feel about the war? Proceed I feel that the war is I, I I don't like wars. I feel that we have to learn to talk and, and act upon um, agreements and contracts and I feel that when we fail to do that, we stir the pot for anxiety and worry and tension to seep into our lives and into our generational, uh, uh, generational youths and the paths of all these, these generational, uh, the generations to come, shall I say. It's going to suffer it's going to suffer very very deeply from uh, the the decisions of our fathers decisions that we make to leave to the generations behind us so i know for me it sort of i know surfaced uh, anxiety and stress and i will tell you one great way to deal with anxiety and stress is to deal with it head on Now for me, I take breathing exercises and sometimes I try not to relive the situation. Uh, Sometimes I do. And I relive the situation not trying to relive it, but hey, the thought is there and I have to deal with it, right? Some days I don't want to go anywhere. Some days I want to take a drive. Some days I don't want to go in the supermarket around people. Some days I will try. You know so we all deal with stress we all deal with ptsd that's another real big one that's going to come of this i don't know how many people have been affected with ptsd with the situation you know i tell you what um just recently when, when the ukrainian train station was bombed my lord over 50 people killed immediately within just a second you know it's 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 very difficult and you have a lot of people that are watching and witnessing and hearing and smelling and feeling that you have to understand there are more there's more um parts to it it just i saw that you if you're there you see it you hear it you smell it you feel it you experience it you really do experience it in ways others cannot we can sit here and watch it on television that doesn't make it be the experience of someone that was there so I want everyone here to understand the Ukrainians never really resolved the national identity crisis between it's Russia facing east and pro European west and that was sparked way back then when they uh, got their independence from the Soviet Union in nineteen what was that, 1991 so we have to understand these are emotional battles and scars that have been years in the making and i think in the end i pray um that i think i think hopefully that in the end this will kind of i don't know die down i I hate to use that word die It, it will calm down um because I've been asking me, hey Charles, you know, you being the American prince, what what do you think Putin is trying to accomplish? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think his main decision was trying to annex the Ukrainian region of Crimea. You know, I think he really wanted to stir up nationalism at home for political purposes, possibly, and then he saw an opportunity to grab territory, and influence, and influence for strategic purposes. You know. Um, they have a real big naval base on Crimea. You remember it says it's this peninsula. They have a real big, Russians have a real big naval base there. So, you know, I think he is thinking and feeling that he's saving fellow Russian speakers from a Western conspiracy. I mean, if you were to try to think about it. And so, I, I just hope and pray that we as a people can come to an agreement that we need to work together to help each other and stop killing each other. And so I think, you know, we have to also understand for us to, I've been hearing so many people ask me, well, what do you think about space and us going farther out there in space? You know, you got space sets and all these technologies that's rising up into space. What do you feel about that? Are there really aliens and technology and things that are going to be released to us? And and I will do a personal, another separate podcast on that. But I would just say this to answer that. In order for us to go farther out in space, I think we really need to clean up our act here at home. Because God knows I would hate for us to take up this mess into another planet and continue the mess on a different planet rock. I mean think about that for a second. Why would you not want to just try to fix it where racism and prejudice and, and differences that we all have as a species? We can't work that out here. But we can go to another planet somewhere else in another, you know, planetary system and try to uh, work it out there it doesn't make sense. We're we gonna have we're gonna have to do our best to accept each other for who we are learn to work together as a team, learn together to learn to understand that together we're stronger and not weaker. Our differences make us stronger, not weaker. And if we can accept that, then I feel we're ready for the next evolution and the next huge state step. And I, and I, and I feel that stake in life for us to make that huge step (laughs) would be explorational space found that really found frontier and i and that's what i really believe right there so i hope today right here on deja vu uh that you kind of understand today is more of a serious topic that i've been having a lot of people ask me to address and i hope that i addressed it here and 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 i have to tell you a lot of people also asked me about what i thought about will smith and and, and chris walk situation i'm just going to make it very simple guys, two wrongs don't make a right. And I think there's so many more um, major situations that are out there. We need to really put our focus in time and energy and such as gas prices and and the economy and this this war that's driving these prices out of normal people, normal um, medium household income. Uh, it's... it's, it's it's gonna drive a lot of people into the poorhouse if we don't find a way to to curtail this this um, rise and these 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 um, this inflation that's gonna be upon us all. So I feel that um, Will knew what he did was wrong, and I feel that um, Chris Rock what he said was wrong, and I feel that two wrongs don't make a right. So I, at that point, I think we all are adults. And we should pray for them both, and that's what I have done. And I ask you, as my fellow Deja Vu listeners, to do that. Let's not be judgmental. Let's just pray for our brothers that need the help. And I think that's the best answer. All right. So I'm the American Prince Charles III. I want to thank you for listening to Deja Vu, and I will put this on all the other podcasts that fall underneath my Castle Life, such as. The Veterans Depot. I'm going to put it on My house Life itself. I'm going to put it on uh, Darlings Do Die. And it is here, of course, on Deja Vu. I want to thank you for listening. God bless you. Take care of yourself. And remember, I have a question for you. What is your Deja Vu? Oh my God, is this Deja Vu all over again? Deja, vu, Deja, vu, Deja, vu, Deja Vu. Somebody tell me this life that I'm living déjà vu Oh my god is this déjà vu all over again déjà 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 vu Hi this is The American Prince Charles III if you have topics or subjects you would like to hear please contact me at mycastlelife now at gmail.com that's mycastlelife now at gmail.com